He's a man of faith. He's a man of family. He's a man of fortune. Now he's going to become a man of suffering. Dr. Tony Evans says Job was successful in every corner of his culture until he wasn't. So just because you have faith, just because you come from a solid family, and you got a little change in your pocket, doesn't mean that you have bought yourself out of problems. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. Regardless of how good things look on the outside, none of us is immune to the potential for unexpected disaster to wreak havoc on our lives. But today, Dr. Evans points us to a man whose story can help you learn how to face life's toughest challenges with an unbending belief in God's love and His purpose for your life. Let's join him as he begins. Job is the idyllic man. He is... You might call him a man for all seasons. He's everything in his life recorded in the first five verses of Job 1 is what we would love all of our lives to be. We're told in verse 1, he was a man full of faith. He feared God and he turned away from evil. You would call him a day a committed Christian, a disciple. To fear God means to take God seriously, not take God casually. He wasn't just a smo Sunday morning only. He was, he was a full-time representative of God because he feared God. He took God seriously. He was not only a man of strong faith, he was a man with a solid family. Amen. He talked about, verse 2, his seven sons and his three daughters I would call him, my phrase would be a kingdom man because when his kids went out to party, verse 5, it says, when the days of feasting had completed, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them. For Job said, perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job continually did. He was a daddy who covered his family. Said, I'm not with my boys all the time. So in case they did something when they weren't at home, I'm going to make sure I bring them before the Lord because I got to cover them when they're in college. I got to cover them when they're in the neighborhood. I got to cover them when they're with their friends. And that's what a real man does. He doesn't abandon. He covers his family. So he's a man of strong faith. He was a man of strong family. And this is the one most of us would like. He was a man of great fortune. Verse 3 tells us 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 5,000 yoke of oxen, 5,000 female donkeys, many servants. And he was the greatest of all men in the East. He was the goat. Because he's called the greatest. So Job is the goat. He's the greatest man of all time. Faith, family, and fortune. He is living the dream. He's living large. But now in verse 6, there is a turn. 
as successful as he was, something begins to happen that collapses his world. You know, it only takes a day for your whole life to be destroyed. And he is about to face the worst 24 hours a person could endure. Now, we all know that he's going to lose his family. He's going to lose his business. He's going to lose his health. And he is going to enter into a season of suffering. Now, wait a minute now. He's a man of faith. He's a man of family. He's a man of fortune. But now he's going to become a man of suffering. So just because you have faith, just because you come from a solid family, and you got a little change in your pocket, doesn't mean that you have bought yourself out of problems. He is now going to enter into the crucible of conflict in all of those areas. His faith is going to be challenged. His family is going to be disintegrating and his fortune is going to erode. So to understand what Job is going through and what you very well might be or will or have been going through, we have to go back to understand something. Verse 6, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth, walking around on it. The theology in those two verses is a beast. You have God calling a meeting of the angelic host called the sons of God. So angels and demons have gathered. Satan is part of the gathering. So we got to rewind to the very first sermon in the series and I've got to read to you Daniel chapter 7 verse 10 so you can understand why all these folks are getting together. Daniel chapter 7 verse 10 puts it in these words. Let me read verse 9. I kept looking until the thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat. God. His vesture was like white snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court sat and the books were open. So the gathering in Job 
is the court scene that is described when the thousands and thousands of angels who are called sons of God in Job are gathered because court is called in session. We have explained to you and me that your relationship with God on earth is a spiritual one, but it is also a legislative one. It is a legal gathering. If you do not grasp the legality of your life on earth by what's happening based on what's happening in heaven, then you will not formally realize what is happening to you. Satan and the angels are called to court because that's the reason for the gathering. There is a grand jury in session. Grand juries assess the evidence to determine what is legitimately to be taken to trial. So the grand jury is called and God asks Satan, where you been, boy? What, what's, the, what's the caseload today? Now I'm going back. You remember Revelation 12, 7 through 11. He is an accuser of the brethren. The Greek word accuse means to bring legal lawsuit. So Satan wants to bring legal lawsuit against you and he wants to do it for one overriding purpose. Daniel 7 verse 10 says, the books were open. Psalm 139 verse 16 says that when God made you, he put you in a book. The book is the substance, Psalm 139.16 says, of your life. It's your story. As God has desired it and designed it to be. So you have a book. Satan's goal is for you to not realize what's written in your book. In other words, he wants to deny you your destiny. He wants to deny you God's plan, goal for your life. Dr. Evans will continue our message when he returns in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about a brand new book he's written that goes hand in hand with the lessons and practical principles we've been learning about this week. The book is called Kingdom Authority, and in it you'll learn how to use the delegated power God has given you to overcome life's challenges and achieve your divine purpose. Tony's famous for taking complicated concepts like this and breaking them down using real-life examples and practical follow-up steps. That's why we want you to have a copy of Kingdom Authority as our gift. Just make a contribution to help us keep his teaching coming to you on this station, and we'll get it on its way to you, along with some valuable extras, starting with the companion Bible study guide that includes day-by-day lessons and links to custom video content from Tony. You'll also get all 12 messages in his current two-volume teaching series, The Authority of God. Check with us for details on the Kingdom Authority Resource Bundle when you visit us at TonyEvans.org or call us day or night at 1-800-800-3222 to make the arrangements. I'll have our contact information for you again after part two of today's lesson and this. It's beyond a Sunday sermon. 
a chance to really dig into the Bible and the kingdom in a new way. Anytime and anywhere, because it's all online. The Tony Evans Training Center, in-depth courses on all kinds of topics, cultural transformation, intro to expository preaching, Jude, John, Hebrews, Old Testament, New Testament, and so much more. These aren't sermons. They're teaching courses to help you engage, understand scripture, and not just to hear about, but to explore the kingdom of God on your own. Find out more at TonyEvansTraining.org. TonyEvansTraining.org. And then God does something that we don't like. He helps the devil out. Verse 8. Have you considered my servant, Job? Please notice what he calls Job, my servant. So God tells Satan to check out somebody Satan never brought up. God brought him up. Have you checked out my servant, Job? Because he is the goat. There is no one like him, verse 8, on earth. Blameless, upright, fearing God, turning from evil. Satan said, hmm, Job, Job, hmm. I know about Job because he's the greatest man on earth. So, so I know about him. Does Job serve you for nothing? Or is he like a lot of folk you know, he just serves you for his blessing? He says, I know what I can do. I can attack Job on the motivational level. But I got a problem, God. Have you, verse 10, not made a hedge around him, his house, and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hand, and his possessions have increased in the land. He says, I got a problem, and that is you have put a restraining order on me. That's what a hedge is. It's a restraint. The Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. And then he comes into the worst 24 hours of his life. Beginning with verse 13. He loses his kids in a collapse. He loses his business, 14 and 15. Fire comes down and consumes everything, 16. Band of raiders come in and destroy everything, 17. Everything collapses. And it's, it's one thing to have one bad thing today. It's another thing to have everything happening on the same day. This is a massive collapse allowed by God. The most important Doctrine that you can learn as a Christian is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, faith alone in Christ alone for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life. To accept Christ as your personal substitute is the greatest truth you can learn. But the second greatest truth you can learn is the sovereignty of God. This is very important. Because if you don't believe God is sovereign, you live your life by luck. Chance, happenstance, fate. No, there's no such thing as luck in the Christian vocabulary. Everything, everything 
is either caused by God or allowed by God, but nothing is ever missed by God. When life crushes in on you, if you don't have a handle on the sovereignty of God, you will collapse at the work of the devil. When his whole world falls apart, verse 20, then Job rose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell on the ground and worshiped. Oh, no, he didn't. What I'm trying to say is when God allows the devil to do whatever he allows to do in your life, that is the time to draw to him, not run from him. He says he worshiped. Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I shall return there. The Lord gives. The Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through, watch this, through all this, Job did not sin, verse 22, nor did he blame God. There's only one thing that keeps you from blaming God when you know God could have stopped it, could have healed it, could have changed it, could have reversed it, could have interfered with it. There's only one thing that stops you, and that is you believe that God knows what he's doing even when the devil is at work. You have to believe that even when it's the devil, God knows what he's doing. Now, I know that that doesn't change the heartache, the headache, the pain ache, the life ache, but if you don't have a view that God is sovereign, you will collapse at the pain of life. Job does not know anything about this conversation between God and the devil. In fact, when the book ends, he still doesn't know that something is happening up there that's affecting him down here. Because heaven rules. There are things going up in the spiritual realm that you don't see or feel or touch or taste or hear. That's why you have got to be connected spiritually so that you can handle stuff you don't understand. He spends 42 chapters trying to figure this out. I love chapter 23. He says in verse 3, Oh, that I knew where I might find him, God, that I might come to his seat. Verse 8. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he acts on the left, I cannot behold him. And he turns on the right, I cannot see him. Mm, mm. Verse 10, but I know the way I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Mm. He says the reason God is silent is I'm on trial. He says, when God is silent, I'm on trial. Okay, watch this now. When you don't hear from God and you need heaven and heaven doesn't answer your request, it is because you are now in the crucible of preparation 
for recovery. You're now, when he goes silent on you, and you are suffering, but you know the way you take, you're going to keep going, you're going to keep the faith, you're going to keep trusting, even though you don't see him, he is putting you on trial so that, he says, when you come forth, you will come pure as gold. When a goldsmith is purifying gold, there is because he wants to remove dross. He wants to remove alloys. He wants to bring it as pure gold. A goldsmith one day was asked, how will you know when the gold is ready? The answer from the goldsmith is, when I see my reflection in it. When I can see me in that crucible of heat, then I know it's ready for whatever I was determined to produce in their lives and in their situation. So when God puts me, you, and us in the crucible of suffering and you can't find him, it is because there is still something left that he has to do so that he can find himself operating in your life. Dr. Tony Evans, talking about the difficult process we may need to face as God refines us for our purpose. You know, too many Christians are living desperate, defeated lives because they don't recognize the power God's delegated to his people. But the Bible has a lot to say on the subject, and that's the purpose behind our current series, as well as Tony's brand new book, Kingdom Authority. As I mentioned earlier, we're offering it now for a limited time as part of a special resource bundle that includes the hardback book, the companion study guide with links to custom video content, and all 12 lessons in this extensive two-volume teaching series. Again, this complete Kingdom Authority collection is yours with our thanks when you make a contribution toward Tony's ministry. But don't wait. This special offer won't last much longer. Get in touch with us today at TonyEvans.org to make the arrangements before time runs out. Again, that's TonyEvans.org or call our 24-hour Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222 where someone is available to give you some in-person help. Again, that's 1-800-800-3222. Well, on Monday, we'll take a step away from our regular formatting to bring you a very special presentation from the Start to Finish with Tony Evans podcast. Right now, though, Dr. Evans is back with his closing invitation for today. Some may be thinking or feeling that you've gone too far. You've sinned too greatly. You've been gone too long for God to ever save you. Do you know you are the perfect candidate for salvation? Because he died for sinners. And he is so great in his perfection, he can go beneath your deepest sin. He can lift you out of your greatest regret. It's called being born again. You get to start life all over again spiritually. So no matter how badly you've sinned, how long you've sinned, how deeply you've sinned, how many people you've sinned against, God offers you forgiveness and he offers it to you for free. So right now, why don't you pray after me? If you're on the road, you can pray as you drive. If you're sitting at home, you can pray as you sit. Whatever you're doing, you can pray this prayer as long as you attach faith to it. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, I know I need a Savior. 
I recognize I've sinned too greatly and I can't save myself. But I receive the offer you make to me to become my Savior. I place my eternal trust in Jesus Christ, in you alone, for you to forgive me and for you to grant me a brand new eternal life. I embrace it and receive it now. I place my faith in Jesus Christ alone for my personal salvation. Thank you for saving me. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you.